Hello, and welcome to episode two of Culture, Comedy, and Coding. I'm Jaris, the host. If you're a first-time guest, welcome. If you're returning, thanks. I appreciate the support. Wherever you may be, I hope you had, or will have, a productive and rewarding day. Before stepping into today's topic, finding your balance, there's a few context items I'd like to address. You'll see the topics and themes I generally talk about are around travel, culture, policy, rhetoric, education, and sometimes sports. Science! Well, the first thing is I'm an avid traveler. I think the general rule is to travel to as many countries as your age. Well, I'm in my late 30s and I've at least done twice as many. Culture. Well, culture is created and it evolves. Wherever you go, you experience culture and it's something to be appreciated. Policy provides a context of freedom and one's immutable rights. The way that we exercise our freedom isn't because of free will. It's because of the policy that's been governed before us. Rhetoric. How does one form an argument? And how does one respond? Education. That's society's chosen interest in how we react, whether we're stimulated, reject, and choose another path. Nonetheless, it's phenomenal to see what do we present, how do people respond, and, more importantly, how can we make people successful? That's why this podcast is generally around anthropological and social sciences. I understand we often create a theme or topic and try to address it in a specific way. This can be based on our audience, our advocacy, maybe there's an agenda, but here it's just kind of opinions. And as we like to say, I'm just here to chop it up. So let's start a dialogue. You'll see, I have no need to pretend. I've had plenty of trauma in my life, my friends. So I'll be real. Sometimes raw, but I'll always be authentic. Why? Well, I think relatability is key. We get to experience and see and dive into and sometimes heal, laugh, whatever it may be, because it's actually relatable. It's who someone is. It's authentic, but it is core to who we are. So rather than curate something based on what I want it to be, I'm just going to share myself. And I appreciate you guys just understanding, seeing who I am. You may also find that I talk about issues germane to a specific group, race, or class. Often these are because I identify. I've had some local experience. I know in management consulting, I often credential myself. This is what I've done. This is what I've been able to achieve. I've worked with some of the most compelling and complex use cases. I can't do that every episode. You guys will get tired and you may confuse me for something that I'm not. Nonetheless, I'll talk from the perspective of being a veteran, being a parent, being a parent to biracial children, living in very urban environments as well as in the suburbs, traveling, traveling quite often, learning languages, just existing in this world. I'm not saying I'm the most qualified or the authoritative person to speak on these things. Again, we're just having a dialogue. Next point, I may use complex words. Note, this will not change. I do not have, outside of a very high level outline, 
much detail to share. So what comes comes off the top of my head? Am I gonna be correct all the time? No. Was English my first language? No. So like let's figure it out together. So the last episode left me feeling empowered, inspired, excited. Obviously you could tell by my monotone voice. And so much I reached out to some former colleagues and friends. Yes, I do need to separate the two. And I queried if they'd like to join the fight. No, not to normalize toxic masculinity. And to be honest, after a bit of research, I should qualify my position. Or better yet, let me give an example. So this morning, after an attempt to surprise and make my children happy by making them cream, eggs, and vegan ham, only to be completely rejected and have them ask for cereal instead, naturally, they finished the milk and we drove to school. Oh, the wolf. The process of getting car lines. They absolutely suck. Believe it or not, it's the only time my kids hear me speak Arabic. Because I'm swearing in Arabic. I throw in a couple Allah. So I tell my kids I'm praying instead. As I'm driving into the car line, a man has a car stalled. Not saying I live in Beverly Hills, but that's certainly not something expected where I live. Nonetheless, I see a woman attempt to push his car across the street. I'm not going to get out of the car line, of course, and naturally I think someone else is going to come to help. So I go through, drop off my kids, and as I leave, I see that this same woman is still pushing this vehicle. So I pull my ball ball on the median, jump out, and say, I'll take it from here. And I must say, I look like the world's strongest man. I know I live in the dry state, but I can tell you what, there's a lot of women drivers that were incredibly wet. And you know what I mean. Well, that got weird. My apologies. I have to get all the raunchy stuff out of the way before my mother starts to listen to this. I know she's not going to go through the archive, so apologies for that. But let's go back to our topic, finding your balance. So I work with a lot of organizations. I've managed employees. I've had employees with my own companies. And I like to tell people I work with people. I work for people, but I work with people. People don't work for me. And oftentimes I tell employees and team members that you can do anything, but you can't do everything. So in technology, we have this thing called Scrum and project management, right? The idea that you manage a process, not people. And if there's a capability someone is unable to address or complete, you look to other people in the group to see if they can augment or submort. So the idea is you minimize risks, take something as far as you can go versus just over allocating and inundating someone with one specific task or multiple tasks, right? It's kind of how I've lived a lot of my career. That's why I work the inverse week. But what we learn in that is you have to have some level of interdependence. Something in dating that people just don't know. It's kind of funny. It's like comedy. People sit back and they expect you to make them laugh. Like, hey, God, impress me. Whereas in dating, women are like, I'm an individual. I could be working from home, watching Netflix with my perfect puppy Gucci. Okay, that just became really personal. Sorry, Katie. Oh, don't worry. That's 
like years ago. They're like, I have six hours a month to date. Sex is not included in this time, especially if it's good. My friends are home drinking with their husbands. I mean, waiting for their husbands to come back from drinking. And you need to prove to me that you're worth this time. That was fun. And the garbage man came by. Garbage person came by. So I had to pause it for a second. But anyways, back to it. So what makes us feel like we have to do everything? Is it an occupation, the idea of overachieving, or restlessness that requires us to attempt to do more? And the key word here is requires. So my background, I talked about the inverse week, the idea that, do I work two days a week? Maybe that's a little bit generous, but I'm off at least five. And I do fine, right? Obviously not sustaining myself with comedy or monetizing this podcast, but I love to exist in a world of observing, learning, synthesizing, and being a problem solver. And that's why building products that address a need and operating in the context of consultancy, and I like to consider it advisory, is incredibly rewarding and probably what suits me best. And I've done okay, right? And some of the most incredible and fulfilling work that I've done has actually been speaking at conferences and universities, not because I think I have an authoritative perspective, it's just enjoyable. But I'm reminded of a tech conference I spoke at years ago in San Francisco. And this was at the height of Me Too and you know some of the social causes that are incredibly important that I support. But I had to submit my transcript. And I was notified just hours before I was supposed to go on stage and it was a large conference that I was not able to speak. And here I am, you know, they've done my background. I had three kids, a probably beautiful marriage, or at least it looked like through the photos on social media. And a minority man talking about entrepreneurship and AI. And AI wasn't necessarily a topic people were interested in at the time. But they're like, yes, Mr. Suggs, you cannot speak here because you're speech contains offensive language. I'm like, what? So I work in database systems and database and database is a structure or record and you have to get information because you store it. And SQL is a common programming language to search for records in a database. And they said, Mr. Sods, your speech has a word. That word is query. And that is incredibly offensive. And that's why I don't fuck with the state of California. Anyways. Hey, welcome. Now you're kind of learning some of my nuances. And I absolutely shouldn't generalize an entire state based on the behavior of one person. You gotta look at far more data than that, right? Moreover, generalizations are gross and not fitting. But something fitting is my query. What does one need? I'm kind of reminded of Plato and the cave. We're in this darkened state and we only feel as far as our needs. And we have a fixation of finding things that support our beliefs. So what do I need? What do I believe I need? What is my expectation of self? And to embodies it more. So how do I exist and fulfill myself? Well, I need affirmation, right? I need to actually not only find things that work for me, but I need to align that with my life that I presents. The social media mess, right? 
Because here no one's visually distraught, dismayed, despondent, dysfunctional. And as I like to tell people, the aim is to be as happy as you're pretending. So if I have an expectation of myself, I need to affirm that I'm not only to myself doing it, but other people know that I can exist. I can do everything. Because anything doesn't matter unless it's broadcasted, right? And I had to question that for myself. So I may talk about social media. I'm not on social media. I think I was on Facebook for like three days before Mark Zuckerberg stole my freaking idea. And yeah, I use Twitter only because I use different AI models around cinnamon analysis, natural language processing. I've never tweeted a darn thing in my life and I consume it for news perspectives. And I don't take life too seriously. I think less than 20% of the population actually exists. And that's the US population exists on Twitter. So reality actually exists in the real world. And I'm not this quack that has qualms and problems with social media. No, that's not it at all. I just love authenticity. And we think about some of the stress and duress that people have gone through in life and potentially maybe we didn't see it coming because the person wanted us to believe that things were far different than what they really were. So sometimes we align with our groups and our friends and our causes and we broadcast because we need so many things that are affirming to the surface but then it becomes cyclical not only is there a platform that allows me to present who I want to be but there's a brand that motivates and aligns and that's great as well and there's a gem that presents a culture and there's causes because now we're not allowed to do anything in conflict and concurrent with our values because we have to be consistent. We have to be doing, we have to make that decision. But in doing so, in an inauthentic way, we're stretched too thin because how we actually fasten on who we are and what we're supposed to be doing or what actually fulfills us, what fills one's cup, not what occupies one to do. And I think that's fitting imagery. So as I bring it back to our topic, right? Finding our balance. Let's get into what our dilemma is. Our dilemma is if we don't find our balance, if we're searching, if we're seeking, if we're querying for self, recognition of self, can I actually see and love who I am? We're always going to have some type of issue. And that issue leads itself to us doing self accusing and having negative thoughts why am I underachieving why can't I do it's a mindset thing our behavior is most predicated based on our belief system but you have to be authentic you have to know who you are and what you believe what you can and can't do something pretty powerful I got from a relationship. I was 
and advice. Plan your work and work your plan. So planning is everything. Planning is knowing. Hope's not a plan. I hope I can do these things or I will stretch myself. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have targets that you shouldn't want to do. You shouldn't want to challenge yourself. But plan the things that you want to do. Be calculated and work towards those plans. Be meticulous and do them for you and not for anything else. And I guess I'll segue into our last part is when I talk about negative thoughts, shame and guilt. I think of Freud, right? It's their causal guilt. How do we go about that? What's the difference between being ashamed for failing versus just being embarrassed? Well, it's all around the concept of reality. <laughs> reality, again, isn't social media, isn't a place, isn't how you present and project. It's not the brand that you have to be. It just is you. Finding your balance is knowing you, having an identity, fastening to that identity, and knowing the things that you're willing to accept and realize that the world may demand a lot of things of you. And there's a lot of things that we can't control. I'm reminded of a post or an article that I read on LinkedIn, which LinkedIn's like the happening post of information, right? It's a point of view. It isn't necessarily saturated in data or empirical evidence, but it's someone's perspective. And it was about getting 10x more out of your day as if we need to, right? We look at our rituals, we look at our structure, we look at our habits, and our habits keep us going, right? But our identity is what's going to keep us grounded. And that's really the overall message here is in order to find your balance, you have to understand what your identity is. Because what we're looking at right now is our structure. How do we exist within the confines? How do we actually automate more of self? Because we must always be doing but it's an occupation. And if you've done well with it, by all means, enjoy it. Me, I've had to set back. I've kind of dedicated myself to other things and some of it's rewarding, some of it's challenging. I'm still searching and querying at times. I'm restless, without a doubt, but I guess I don't have the mask of something kind of telling me what to do and who to be. And if there was a movie to describe me, not to be incredibly pompous, but I love the movie Goodwill Honey. I might be a little wicked smart. Spent the early part of my consulting career in Boston. And to be honest, I think Boston's the greatest place to raise a family. Maybe not biracial. Just kidding. I mean, I will die on that hill. Boston's not racist to me. Truly. That and they call it Chocolate City, DC. I love DC as well. But now I'm in neither of those places. But brother's gotta find contentment, right? But to get back to the point. Incredible scene, right? And it's not how you like them apples. What he says is, hey, at least I won't be unoriginal. So be you. Everyone is out there. You gotta grind in the dark so you can shine in the light. So what my Uncle Tony used to say. Yeah, like we're part of those like black Italians. Just kidding. No, no offense to Italian people. 
Find your light and you'll shine bright. But if you let other people dictate how you should be, how you should present your light, and you'll never find sight. There'll be no end in sight because you're always chasing and pursuing. And then you're worried about shame and embarrassment. Going back to that, right? And you're concerning yourself with the wrong type of things. Something that a mentor told me many years ago is don't concern yourself with critics. The people that want to make you feel shame. Because there's a couple things, right? If you read too much into the praise, so we focus on people that affirm us, we're going to get really cocky. And if you read too much into the critics, you'll just have negative self-doubt. So just keep somewhere in the middle. But the middle isn't a balance between the two. A middle is actually knowing you. So, thank you for tuning in to episode two of Culture, Comedy, and Coding. Hope you didn't mind the disruption of the garbage persons. It's a beautiful, bright morning. It's cool, tense. I'm less than two weeks away from the Marine Corps Marathon, and I need a decision, and I'm going to get after it. Originally, I thought I was like, I'm going to go out. I'm just going to run like 6.30 per mile for 26 miles. But I said, nah, nah. Uncle Tony wouldn't want me to do that. He'd be like, hey, you get after it. You make this family proud. So I'm going to do that. And we're going to run under six minutes per mile for 26 miles. Because fuck it. Why else? And guess what? If I burn out, that's okay. I'm not going to be embarrassed. I just didn't take the easy route. So, until next time, good day and good luck.